Hello, this is Open Ended, a podcast where truly no topics are off limits, and I'm your host, Callie Wiesner. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi everyone, it's Callie. I'm so happy to be back. I know I haven't recorded an episode um, in a long time, and I know I say I've said that for the last couple, but I'm actually back. I'm super happy to be back. Um, it's just been super he- hectic this past these past few months with college applications. I'm a senior in high school. I know I've made the excuse before, but... I've pretty much done, so that's super exciting, and I'm actually really excited to make episodes again. Um, as you know, I've, I think I've talked about this, I'm, yeah, I've talked about this before, but I've struggled with issues with my, my mental health before, and sometimes it's a little bit difficult to actually be motiva- motivated to do things. Um, so I'm super excited to be back, and I feel fired up to make better episodes, and more interesting episodes that really, I think, speak teenagers and kind of make us feel more connected because that's really the ultimate goal of this podcast is to make people feel connected to one another while also educating us on current events or just issues in general that I think are really important for us to like know about and to kind of be able to target it and know what it is when we see it in the real world real world um with that said this week is all is going to be about academic validation which I'm super excited about um this one the, I haven't done this in a long time for a lot of my episodes, but I actually created an entire notes page of just notes and all these things. I even read a couple articles about it. Um, and it's actually really, really interesting to see how the media has definitely like it's split really. And it's divided on, um, how we kind of, how it's seen and how it's viewed and how it's reported on. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. Um, Personally, I let's go back and think, well, what is academic validation? And what I think it is, is it's your, your way of using academics in school and grades to validate how you feel about yourself and to validate your self-worth and make yourself feel better. So when you do better in school and you get a better grade and you're doing well, you feel really good about yourself and you feel validated. Like, I matter, I'm a good person, I'm making a good impact. But when you're not doing as well and when you're quote-unquote failing, which failing is, I think, in a lot of ways subjective, but it's when you be, and when you're failing, you don't feel as good about yourself and you're kind of a little bit down in the dumps. You're feeling like you're not making as as much of an impact and you're kind of just not at the best place. Um, So I think personally that academic validation is a tricky, tricky subject. One of the reasons for this is because it can either hurt or harm you. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a tricky, tricky subject. It can either hurt or harm you. Competition is super connected to it. And I think, as I said before, even the media and the news is really, really divided on it. Either it can push you to be better and you improve and you're becoming a better student or academic or just you're becoming better in terms of academics and grades and school and all those things. But it can also force you to make sacrifices that you aren't sure you should make, like you're sacrificing your sleep or your social life or just basic needs that you need to have to function as a human or just to be a better human and improve. I think it's an interesting paradox where it either pushes you to improve and do really well or it pushes you to push off things that can make you improve or just function normally. It's very weird. It it does things for you that are good, but it also holds things back that can make you even better. Um, and I think competition is really 
attached to it at its core because academic validation is something that while it's really internal because we're humans are very social we're very social beings and we like to interact with other people and we like to see kind of how other people are doing and stuff like that um it competition can be super connected to it and at least where I'm saying it can at least where I kind of see it is it can often make the situation worse it can make you just either fail and not do as well because you're constantly hung up on someone else well not really fail but do worse because you're not because you're concentrating on someone else and not yourself or it can make you excel but at the expense of others and I think in a lot of ways it gives you this really obsessive and compulsive drive to just to be better but also to beat others and I don't know if that's necessarily what we should be doing. I really don't think our goal in school is to beat others and to be better. I mean, yes, sometimes that's a part of it is being competitive and kind of being, okay, I get a better grade on this test than you. That makes me feel great. I don't know if that's necessarily something we should be doing. I just, I don't think that that makes us better academics. I think that actually, while we may be objectively doing better, I think in a lot of ways it makes us it allows us to kind of feed into this false sense of self-worth and it validates us in potentially a negative way. Um, and ultimately, this compulsive drive to just improve academically rewards us. And that's what sucks about it. It rewards us with good grades and academic achievement and awards and makes us feel better when really we're not doing better at all. We're kind of just, it's a false improvement, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, it's weird. But what if you aren't successful in trying to be better and improve academically? Because that's very likely that that will happen. It's a 50-50 chance. You either are successful or you're not. There's no really, I personally don't think, an in-between where you're kind of successful, where but you're also failing. I mean, yes, that's a very black and white way to see it. But I think you can either achieve the goals or you don't. I don't really think there's a way that you achieved some of the goals, but you didn't achieve others. I mean, yes, that happens, but I don't know. I think it's a very black and white situation. Um, yeah, but what if you weren't successful? I think in my experience, you can become very depressed and anxious about school and just, it can make you feel anxious because you think to yourself, well, what if I fail again? And what if I do worse? And what if this happens? And it becomes this snowball effect. And that hypothetical is a snowball effect, but it's also snowballing in your own brain. Like, well, it kind of still allows you to spiral and be like, well, what if I fail? Well, I won't be able to achieve these goals and I won't be able to achieve, achieve this. And I won't be able to do this and have this happen in my life. And it really, I think it hinders you in a lot of ways too, but then it also not, but, but, and if you not, if you aren't successful academically or you don't feel validated, um, your self-worth can really deteriorate because it's so connected to it. You can think, oh, I failed. I didn't do well. I'm not successful. So I'm not a good person or I'm not smart or I'm just this or that. It's very negative and allows you to really see yourself more negatively. But I think in a lot of ways we need to have this failure happen to us because we just need it to happen. It kind of is that type of thing where failure, it makes you stronger And I know that that's a controversial topic, 
but I think in a lot of ways it can make us improve in ways we didn't think we could or make us improve in a different aspect of life that we didn't really see ourselves see ourselves improving in I think it's it's necessary in terms of academic validation because it really allows you to kind of rethink how you've been living and it's clarifying in a lot of ways it shows you what you really need and what you really want it kind of is the type of thing where you knew you thought you needed something and you thought you needed a certain resource or a certain person to be successful and to achieve a lot of things but you really need something else and I think that that's the key to feel better and to actually improve without bringing others down or thinking bad about others and really just improving for yourself you probably need different things and you probably want will want different things either it's just it shows you it kind of realigns what you need um and I'm going to another page of my notes but at the same time I think a lot of failing academically or just and failing is subjective Failing for you is different from from failing for me. So failing for you could be, oh, I got an F in a class. Or it could be, I got a B plus in a class and I didn't get an A and that makes me feel like crap, like I was so close. But I think in a lot of ways, academic validation and failing after it is really a sign of burnout too. Because you've been wanting something and you've been wanting to become successful and somebody else to fail for such a long time, but you kept failing instead of succeeding. succeeding. I think... It contributes a lot to burnout and just being tired and being like, why do I keep doing this if I'm not going to be successful or I'm not going to reach the goals I want for myself? Um, and I think burnout either, a lot like failure, it can be really clarifying. Um, I think at some point when you're burnt out, it forces you to realign your goals and realize what actually is important. For you academically. I think in a lot of ways being burnt out. And being burnt out in an extreme way. You have a what am I doing. And why am I doing it situation or moment. That really puts you in a difficult situation. I know I said situation twice. Be good I'm saying. It forces you to just question everything. And at least for me, I just failing and then showing, realizing that, oh, it was a lot of burnout, but it really was trying to find academic validation in a bad way, I think was horrible at the moment that it happened, that I encountered that failure. But later on, I've really realized that actually it was really important for me academically to develop. And I'm still developing. I've still, it's still happening. I've still had that failure and I haven't fully grown and improved, but and improved in a way that is um, genuine, but I'm, it's there. You, I'm still kind of developing that, the, that feeling and processing that failure because failure is hard to process. I think when we have wanted for our whole lives and we've put academics in terms of our own self-worth, I think when we fail for the first time or not do as well as we wanted to the first time, it really puts us in a bad place in the moment or for the couple moments thereafter. I think it makes us feel like 
we're not as important as we thought we were. We're not as smart as we thought we were, or we're just not as good of a person as we thought we were because we're not succeeding anymore. We're not this person we built ourselves up to be and who we've kind of tricked ourselves into thinking we are. And it kind of way it crushes us mentally, not physically, obviously it crushes us emotionally and mentally. And it kind of, it almost has the effect of separating ourselves from the situation, but more so just yeah, it just separates us and it kind of makes us feel put in this place of we feel like crap, but what comes next is so, so valuable and you'll never have those feelings like that initial kickstart off again. Or if you do, it's because you have another failure or part where you didn't do as well in the next part. Because and the way and the reason why I keep saying failure is because I think we have such a negative perception of failure. I think we see it in a way that is so bad for us would because we think of failure as the worst thing that can happen to you, but really I think in a lot of ways it can be the best thing that happens to you because failure isn't just oh, you don't achieve something. Failure can be oh, I didn't get into the college I want to or oh, I didn't hit this PR today that I didn't want to or oh, this happened and I just kind of didn't do it, didn't do what I wanted to do. I think it, in a lot of ways, failure can manifest in different things. Um, and I don't know where I was going with that, but I keep saying failure because I think our connotation needs to change and I think failure needs to be more taken at face value to realize, okay, I had this thing, it didn't go as planned, but I should change how, kind of how I change my plan of attack so for me, I actually had the reason why I'm talking really about academic validation is because something that I'm talking about happened to me recently. I, For me, I didn't get a grade I wanted in a class and it made me feel really crappy about myself. I didn't feel good about myself, but in a lot of ways it made me realize that the things, it made me realize that even though I was feeling crappy, it was the best thing for me. And I know that that's that's an interesting way to put it, but I think in a lot of ways for me, failure was the best thing for me. And for my failure, it was not getting the grade that I wanted, but that was my own doing. And it was the best thing for me because it made me realize that I needed to change and to really make an effort more, I guess you could say. Um, I've kind of realized from that quote unquote failure is that I'm too, I am too smart to keep sabotaging myself and that my procrastination and the coping skills I currently have in place aren't doing me any good. They're really just putting me in a place that's worse off and making me feel more stressed and feel more crappy about myself when really I could be doing it in a different way that actually makes me feel better. And because I've kind of realized this, I've also realized that I need to change my approach and my plan of attack because I just do if I want to really achieve the goals that I want to and to become more successful, at least at the high school level for now, I need to change the way I've been doing things and I can't keep procrastinating as much as I do. I mean, as much as I do. I mean, I get that it won't be an easy thing, but 
and I'll procrastinate at some points. I think for most of us, procrastination isn't completely unavoidable. I think everyone does it because let's face it, there are a lot of things we don't want to do and we push it off to the last second because we don't want to do it and we prioritize other things instead. Um, But yeah, I've kind of realized that my self-worth is, yes, it was kind of and and continues to be dictated by my academics and validated by my academics but I've kind of realized that I'm too smart to not be doing well and to not achieve the things that I want to and I know that's tricky I know it makes me seem idealistic like oh you want to be successful but what if something's too hard that you're not successful that's okay because I know I won't be successful in anything but for me I've kind of in everything it's not anything in everything um But it's kind of made me realize that, yeah, I'll have failures, but that will help me grow. Um, And I think from that failure and kind of going through that thought process of, oh, I need to make the change, I have become more motivated. I mean, at least I think I'm more motivated to kind of make the change and to really do well and to not just compete, but to actually get better and to learn from the experience because competition is so... I think ingrained in my brain and kind of what I think I should be doing but really competition just at least for where I'm at it doesn't do me any good I mean yes it can make me feel really good about myself sometimes but I think in a lot of ways it doesn't it makes me perform worse especially in academics not really in sports but in academics um and I think just from that failure I've kind of begun begun to realize a little bit more that I can't really compete with others I need to focus on myself and becoming better and learning and maybe that's spending extra time if I don't understand something and ask questions and study a topic more or watch a video about it because that'll help me do well not the other person do worse but help me do well because I think the way that a lot of us think or how we kind of process things is that oh, if I allow somebody else to do worse, that will make me do better. But in reality, I that's never the case. It's I will do better if I try to improve and learn, not if I try to make somebody else do worse. Because that won't make you feel better or make you actually perform better. And it's so simple. You would think, oh, well, duh. Of course, you need to focus on yourself improving. That's how you're going to get better. But we have it so flipped, I think, in a way that we think and how we process things because that's just the way that I think we've grown up. We've grown up with standardized testing. We've grown up with all these things that kind of measure us and compare us to other kids. But And we try to slowly break up those things, but it really hasn't done us any good. And I think we are kind of taught as children, especially in the public school system, to compete with others and to do well and to kind of be able to do better than other people because that will help the school do better or that will help us feel better about ourselves because as kids you know we've compared test scores oh I got this on the state test or this person got that and that sucks but and I think that's really where it starts but I don't think that's where it should actually be starting in reality I think it should be starting with oh I got this but it's not really what I wanted to get but I'll improve for next time And you should have a community of people around you to kind of support you 
And I think that that's what a lot of teachers are trying to do, but it's just so hard that from a young age, you've taught, you've been taught otherwise and breaking around that specific or breaking up and dismantling that entire mindset mindset is very hard to do because it's so deeply buried in our core of who we are and our being and our essence really. Um, and I don't really know where I started with this discussion, to be honest with you, but competition in a lot of ways in terms of academic validation, it can hurt us and harm us. And like I said in the beginning of this episode, it can make us perform better or can make us perform worse. And I think for a lot of us, it makes us perform worse because we're not thinking about ourselves. We're not, we're thinking about others and we're hoping that they do worse. So by some miracle we can do better, but we can't be risky like that. If we really want to improve, we cannot focus on other people. We need to have tunnel vision, I think, in a lot of ways. Not like when you're driving, that would be bad. But in terms of, I don't know why I brought up the dri- driving example. I think it's because like that's how I was um, taught to drive is don't drive with tunnel vision. But I got distracted there. Um, yes, but we in that situation, in this situation that I'm talking about, we need to have tunnel vision and we kind of need to be focused at the situation at hand because that will help us feel better and that will help us improve. We cannot focus on how other people are doing because that will make us not perform as well as we need to do or as well we, as we think we need to do um, because it ultimately doesn't matter how other people are doing success-wise. It just matters how we do. And I think another way that we are taught, even now, that we need to compete with others is, is with curves on test, on tests. Because we are consistently, we consistently think with those type of things that, okay, I just need to beat out however many students to do better and to actually get a better curve on the test. And that really kind of teaches us that, okay, we need, it makes the test more of a competition rather than a gauge of how well we know the material and how well we ourselves can do. It puts it instead of an individualized effort into more of a group effort and to kind of compete against all these other students so we can do better and we can improve. When in reality, that's not how I don't think in a lot of ways it works. I think we more so need to focus on kind of working with others better because that will help us later in life when we have so many other things where we're not we're we're focusing on our competitor competitors but we have a group of people around us to kind of help us and in like the test environment it's just us and we're competing against dozens of other people but in reality we need to just be we need to compete with another group of people against other groups because that will help us success be successful I don't know that was not grammatically correct but and what I mean by this is some competition is good because I think it pushes us to be better and some competition will still be there even if we're still trying to get better in the academic setting it's and this is in terms of high school when I'm talking about this but some competition is still there but I've kind of learned that uh, that we and I need to do, actually do the work and to not think success is going to happen to me, but it's going to happen from me. And I know that's an abstract idea to think about, that success is not just going to happen to me, but it's going to come from me. 
and I'm going to be successful because I actively take actions and I make decisions that will help me be successful because ultimately it's so self-driven and we drive ourselves to that while in some ways in our society it is not built like that the majority of things are and I think a lot of ways we can be successful and this is and I'm only talking really about this in the academic setting obviously there are things and obstacles in place that will hinder our success but in a lot of ways I think that if you have good resources and opportunities going into it of course we'll struggle but I think success really comes from us and kind of having those obstacles and kind of figuring it out and enduring some failure will help us kind of propel us forward a little bit. Um, But I think at its core, success is not something that happens to us. It doesn't come from inaction. It comes from action. Um, There's a really good poem from, I think it's William Ernest Henley I think is his name he wrote the Invictus poem and I I really like that poem it basically talks about that idea and kind of like success doesn't come from you it comes or success doesn't come at you it comes from you it kind of comes from your decisions that you make and kind of actions that you take to be better um it really talks about how um I'll try to pull it up actually but I think in a lot of ways, in terms of academic validation, we are so just, um, we're so tied to it. And while I think it can be good for us in a lot of ways, if we do struggle with just seeing self-worth, it provides us with a good foundation. I think if we truly want to realize our self-worth, We need to kind of break away from that. Um, It's a great place to start, I think, for a lot of us. But if we truly want to improve and to truly get better and to truly focus on our self-worth more, we need to um, break away from that and realize that self-worth actually comes from how we see ourselves and kind of seeing our strengths and building off our strengths. Okay, so I found the poem I was talking about, but it's called Invictus, and I'm going to read the last four lines or stanza in any poetry um, people in here that are listening. Um, It says, uh, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. I think that that's pretty, um, pretty impactful when you first read it. Because when I first read it, I was like, whoa. That's because if you read the entire poem, poem, some of it can be graphic and it can be interesting to read it for the first time because you're like, this is very graphic and this is really interesting, but it's also like kind of um, very, it gives a lot of masculine energy and it's very harsh, but I think at its core, it's really saying that we have the power to make the decisions and that it doesn't come from, it shouldn't come from academic validation. And this is at least me applying it to academic validation anyway. But it's really saying for us that we it, it shouldn't come from our grades. But for us to determine how we should be and how, what our results should be, we should determine it or our results off of ourselves and how we kind of figure it out. Um, 
so I guess for this last little section of podcast, how can we actually do that? I know I've been kind of talking very abstractly, but how can we actually kind of break away from academic validation? And you, everyone probably will have that first encounter with failure. I think that's somewhat necessary, but I think another necessary aspect of it is kind of taking that failure and kind of helping us, helping it make us better. Um, so I think for us, it's kind of focusing and rewiring our brain to be like, you know what, I've had that failure, but that's part of it. That's going to actually help me get better and to help me learn and to help me improve and kind of just remembering or reminding ourselves that we need to continue to work hard if we want the results that we want. Um, I know that that's very, very hard to do. It's much, much easier said than done in a lot of ways because we always say, tell ourselves, oh, we're going to do so, I'm going to work so hard. I'm going to do so well and I'm going to do the work and actually improve. But when it actually comes to the time where we should do it, we don't do it. But I think for in rewiring your brain is tough. Being like, you know what, I'm going to actually do it this time is very hard to do. It's very hard to actually start. But I think kind of doing it like, you know what, okay, I'm going to not necessarily start today, but prepare myself and to kind of set myself up well and start a little bit of the work. Not saying, oh, I'm going to make a full start jumping to it, jump into it, but actually saying, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of the work today and work a little bit towards that goal. If it's you know, starting your own podcast, for example, since I'm using podcasts or doing a podcast right now, it could be just creating the account and creating the bio. That could be your first step because that's starting it. Even though you rewire yourself to think, I'm not actually starting, I'm setting myself up to achieve a goal. Reality, you are starting it. And that should be comforting. Like even if it's just, oh, I created the Instagram account or, oh, I created the podcast account on the platform that I wanted to. That's still a step regardless if you don't think it is. And I think that that's a powerful thing. Your first step, while it may be a baby step, is super important. And I think it's a good thing to start. Start simply like that. Um, And maybe another example, you want to get a really good grade on your next test, okay? Maybe that's um, spending a couple more minutes on the homework at night. Or answering maybe one more question in class on something you're not super unclear of. Just that one thing can help you so much and can set the foundation for you to do better. And so maybe that that question, well, okay, I'm going to look at this more clearly. And then if I have another question on something, I'll ask it again. Or if there's something else I'm unclear about, I watch a video. And then if I'm still unclear, I ask the teacher. Or if I'm really just not unclear, I'm really unclear on the homework. It's researching a little bit more about the homework or, and then answering questions or answering another, asking another student for help on this or... And now you're building off these things you're unsure of and you're learning more and more and more and you're spending more time on it and with the material, that'll help you. So when it comes to reviewing before the test, you have all this knowledge to help you. And then if you still have questions, to ask those questions. I think in terms of academics and kind of having, kind of breaking away from academic validation, we need to answer, we need to ask questions. Because if there's something we weren't sure of, that's not going to help us. And if we try to validate ourselves using academics, I don't think that we're going to ask as many questions. And that may be controversial that I say that, but I think it's totally true. If we don't have questions, we're going to think to ourselves, oh, I know all the material, I'm super smart. But in reality, you're not super smart. You're just not fully materializing. 
depth information. Um, with that, you can take that with what you will. But in essence, I think academic validation is a lot of a lot of good can come from it, but a lot of bad can come from it too. And I think we should take it more intensely and not just kind of brush it off. I think we should notice when it's happening and when we try to make ourselves valid, be validated by academics and kind of where when that competition creeps in and it's no, and it begins to snowball. I think catching it when we can and trying to break away from it will be super important. Not only to try to figure out what our self-worth is, but to stop competing with others and compete with ourselves more internally. Again, do that with you will. Okay, I talked for a really long time this episode, but I feel like it, I got a lot of my points across. Wow. Um, creating the notes was definitely helpful. I'll definitely do that for the next episode, but yeah. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I know it was a long one, and I know it probably had a lot of ag- abstract topics, but I feel like it was a good episode, and I feel like I, at least I got a lot out of it and it kind of allowed me to kind of materialize my thoughts or kind of synthesize my thoughts more about it. Um, anyway, with that said, if you have any questions about this week's episode or you want to give any comments, please comment on the Instagram. I don't believe you can rate this podcast anywhere. Maybe Apple Podcasts. I really don't know. I really only use my podcast through Spotify. Um, I listen to podcasts who thought Spotify, but if you want to communicate with me, you can, you can communicate with me via the Instagram open ended pod, O P E N E N D E D P O D. Um, all lowercase, no spaces or dots or dashes. You can ask questions. I post sometimes on there. I usually post stories on there. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, just, or if you have any guests you would want potentially, let me know. Or if you want to be a guest yourself, I'm always open to that. I keep it pretty free flowing on here, as you know. Um, so yes, if you have if you have any ways you want to contact me on there, please, please do. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I see I will see you guys next week. And yeah, it'll be past Christmas at that point, which will be crazy. Um, but that's it. I hope you have a good Christmas week. And I will see you guys next week. And I hope you have a great day, week, month, or year. Okay, bye everyone.